It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, we are broadcasting. Welcome to another episode of the Pirates podcast to be named later. I am Eddie Provident. With me, as always, is the one and only Alex Stump. The 14 and 7 Pittsburgh Pirates. Who had this this late into April, Alex? I I didn't. I didn't. Even in your optimism, you didn't have. I did not have 14 and 7. Not at all. Uh, There's a lot to talk about about this baseball team. Uh, There's a lot to be excited about about this baseball team for the fans out there. Uh, It. It's it's good times. Uh, the Pirates vibes have taken over and surpassed the Penguins vibes. It might even surpass Steelers vibes for right now. You know, what? if there was ever an April for the Pirates to get their act together, it, it, this was definitely this the was April, April 4th, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, what do you want to talk about this first segment, man? I, I teased Eddie and I said, I got the idea for the first segment. And he's like, oh, what is it? I'm like, I'm not telling you. I want your genuine live reaction for this. So, so let's have it. Edward Provident, I ask you, are the 2023 Pittsburgh Pirates a good baseball team? Yes or no? Binary answer. Yes. 100% yes. All right. Now, do we go into what our definition of good is? Sure. Sure. I wanted the binary answer first. I'm going to say yes. I think that there are things that you could fake. I think there's things that you can get lucky uh, with in baseball. It's a 162 game season. I think baseball is out of all of the sports. um, Just sometimes the ball is going to go a certain way. It's going to bounce a certain way. Pitches are going to do certain things. Um, I, I think there's times where there's luck involved with baseball, but I do think that there are stretches and there are things that you could see throughout a season uh, that lend themselves to uh, whether or not a team is good or bad, or, you know, being able to have a real idea of a baseball team. Um, The pirates are fighting through adversity with injury. So that's number one. I mean, they have two or three pieces that are not available to them right now. Uh, one obviously being O'Neill Cruz. Um, G-Man Choi is now out for uh, eight weeks, right? Is that what, yeah, what I saw? That's the eight weeks. Yeah, that's the estimate at the moment. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot there uh, that, you know, could be excuses for this baseball team to say, oh, well, we lost this person. We lost this person. We don't have these pitchers available. Um, and they're just fighting through that and they are playing through that. Uh, we are seeing players. Like um, 
<clears throat> Jiwon Bay, who admittedly over the last couple games has probably come down to earth a little bit, uh, but has been a solid contributor. Uh, not to steal your thunder for the for the second uh, segment, but Andrew McCutcheon has been. I don't think anybody anticipated Andrew McCutcheon being what he's been. Uh, Bednar is right back to what Bednar what we all thought Bednar would be and what we loved about him last season. Uh, Colin Holderman has been a surprise. The pitching as a whole, this is after Friday's game, 11 games, uh, qu- 11 straight quality starts uh, for Pirates starting pitchers. I didn't have that. I definitely didn't have that coming. Uh, I'm not going to keep rambling because everybody wants to hear you talk <laughs> about this <laughs> baseball team, but I just think that there are too many things stacking up. Uh, 21 games into the season uh, for you to say that they're not, there's just too many reasons for, for you to say that they are a good baseball team rather than they're not a good baseball team. Um, maybe in a month or two that, that, uh, that can change. But right now the 2023 Pittsburgh pirates are a good baseball team. You see, and my answer is right now, yes, they are a good baseball team, but I'm being a little more specific here. The April 2023 Pittsburgh Pirates are a good baseball team. And I don't want to say this team has been, it, it, they've been injury bit so far. They've been able to manage without O'Neill Cruz swimmingly so far because of what Rodolfo Castro has done at shortstop. But what happens if he cools off a little bit? You don't have a whole lot of depth at that, at that position. Uh, starting pitching, they already lost a Brew Baker. Oviedo has shown quite well that he could, you know, fill that spot. But what happens after, you know, the next pitcher who goes down? Because do you go to Luis Ortiz whenever he's still developing pitches? Do you go to Quinn Priester whenever he just got shellacked, you know, on Friday night and didn't have his best stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't know still the fate of Mike Burrows, who's still waiting for his second opinion, which could be another piece of depth there. And, and quietly, this kind of goes against war, but quietly, one of the most valuable players on this team is Bennar. Just having that ninth inning on lockdown, and we've seen two years in a row where he gets hurt. I don't know what happens to this bullpen if they lose a Bennar, if they lose a Holderman, because they've been a strength so far, but... Are they still a strength whenever you got to go to Robert Stevenson in the seventh or eighth? If you got to go for Dwayne Underwood Jr. for save situations, they have performed well. And I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, belittling their their contributions, their performances, because no, they have played yeah. well. It's just if you lose more impact talent, what happens? And this team isn't going to be this healthy, you know, over the course of a whole season. It, it's weird to say, you know, I, I don't want to say they've been injury lucky because they're without arguably their best player for four months out of all of this. But if a Reynolds goes down, if a Sawinski goes down, if a, a Keller or a Bennar, then I think there is a big domino effect here. But that hasn't happened right now. And as they are constructed right now, they are a good baseball team that has done what good baseball teams do. Whenever they play the Cardinals, the Astros, the White Sox teams that came into the year with playoff hopes, they've played 500 ball and then they've beat up everyone else. And that's what a good team is supposed to do. Play hard against the good teams and beat the bad teams. They've done that so far. So you can't say anything other than these first 21 games. They have been a good baseball team. Now we got to see what comes next. You know, one one of the things that you 
you were kind of alluding to here. Uh, so I watch a uh, my favorite podcast uh, that isn't on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Good save <laughs> is uh, it's a show called the Steve Dangle Podcast. Uh, for those of you who do not know about Steve Dangle and the Steve Dangle Podcast, they are based out of the Toronto area and they are a predominantly Maple Leafs uh, uh, podcast. Uh, we're getting into hockey here, but you'll you'll understand in a second. Um, the the Maple Leafs have had seven years in a row of playoff hockey, and so far the uh, this year being the seventh year, uh, six of those years they've been ousted in the first round. And listening to Toronto Maple Leafs commiserate about how just in their the way their brains work. Everything that can go wrong in the playoffs will go wrong if you listen to Toronto Maple Leafs fans. They're just they're constantly going to lose in the play because that's what they have been accustomed to as fans. They'll get to the playoffs losing the first round, and somehow, some way, everything's going to fall apart. I think Pirates fans are a lot like that. We are incapable as a city of seeing the positive side of Pirates baseball right now. We can't do it long-term. Everybody in this city, the way you were just talking, even the way that I was talking, we are so accustomed to this team falling apart, doing something dumb, fizzling out, whatever it be. Even when, even when the Pirates were in the playoffs, they only had one year where they got past the wild card round. I would love for one conversation and I realize that it may not be possible, but I would love for one conversation to just be looking at the second half of what you talked about, Alex. None of that has happened yet. None of the bad has happened yet. This team is playing good baseball. This team currently is are there as constructed right now playing very, very solid baseball against good baseball teams. And then, like you said, beating up on bad baseball teams. And I'm not going to sit here and say, you know what? They're eventually going to fizzle out. They'll eventually, you know, uh, regress to the mean. Maybe they are just a good baseball team and there is no regression to the mean. Now, do I think that they're going to keep this pace up, a 14 and seven pace up, uh, which is an over 100 win pace? No, I, I don't think that. And I don't think anybody thinks that. But why can't we just say, yeah, the Pirates are one of the better teams in Major League Baseball right now. And if they keep this up, that's how it's going to trend. It's it's just the injury history. Like there's, there's a lot going right with this team right now. This is, I, I, I remember even back whenever I was saying like this team's going to win like 70, 72 games. I said there was a pathway to making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And right now they are, they're on that pathway. Right now they're on the, but that doesn't mean they're playoff bound or anything or, oh. you know, expect it. But 21 games in, they have done what they need to do. That also comes with a lot of Jack Sawinski having a 1,000 OPS, Brian Reynolds having a 1,000 OPS, you know, Andrew McCutcheon playing like he's back in 2015 for him. And there's just so much stuff that has gone right so far and players are going to get cooled off. They're going to get hurt. What happens then? We haven't seen, we've seen this team face one bit of adversity so far, and that's O'Neill Cruz, and they have done an outstanding job. 
Like the way Rodolfo has played, the way that the lineup has come through, even someone like Key, you know, actually producing at the top of the order. He might not have been a logical leadoff man, but so far he's done better in that role than he did, you know, early on in the season. He's starting to find his swing. You need to keep getting contributions like that over the whole course of a whole year. Like the reason why this team is 14 and seven is because they have 20 guys, 20 to 26, whatever the number you want it to be, guys who are contributing in some way. There hasn't been a slouch on this team, really. So but what far. if that's but now look, no, every one, no team, team has 26 no, players that do this. I'm not saying that. No, I'm years. not saying that every team has their slumps. Every yeah. single baseball team has their slumps. Uh, even the elite of the elite baseball teams have slumps. They go through three or four game skids. Hell, the Dodgers lost, uh, got swept by the Pirates last year. Mm-hmm. It happens. Okay. Every team goes through it. But what if this is more the normal than the slumps would be the normal? Like, what if this is this baseball team? Well, if if that is the case, it's going to be because of a couple guys and the big one is going to be who we're talking about here in this second segment. No, this is a sure. smooth transition we're ever going to have on this show. So we're going to take a break whenever we come back. The return of Andrew McCutcheon has been everything the Pirates could have ever hoped for. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And just like that, we're back to talk about Andrew McCutcheon on the Pirates podcast to be named later. As always, I'm Eddie. This is Alex. So let's talk about him, man. I don't think that anybody in baseball in Pittsburgh anywhere expected this kind of season, this kind of start to the season from Andrew McCutcheon. I expected him to be a spark plug. I even said that when we did our pre or you know our preseason uh predictions and everything that I thought he would give them a little bit of an emotional charge. 
dude, I didn't see this. And I don't know how anybody could have. Why is he this good right now? Like, what are you seeing? You're close to the team. You follow them around. What are you seeing from Andrew McCutcheon? I mean, I think he's being used to give the very literal baseball reporter answer here. He's being used well. He's being used well. He's getting more off days than he did, you know, in the past in, in Milwaukee. They really want to make sure that this is over the course of a full season. He's DHing more. Matchups are beneficial. He's got a good hitter behind him in Carlos Santana, who, if you omit like that first series against the Reds where his timing was off, has just been fantastic this season. Uh, and actually, we're probably far, far enough removed that you could just see like he's, you know, got really good offensive numbers. There's a lot of stuff. He's made a couple mechanical changes. He lowered his hands. You know, he's getting better swings off. And of course, the actual, you know, he's he's happy to be back in Pittsburgh. He gets to sleep in his own bed. He's with his family. All that needs to go through. But I think a big thing that can't be overlooked here is how well he fits into this clubhouse. Hmm. And he's he's been asked a couple times, like, do you like the leadership role? Do you like it? And he's candidly said like no it's not something where it's like okay i get to go you know be the leader of his Mm -hmm. clubhouse he's he's not you know super you gotta do this i i i want to be that type of guy but he is that guy and not even like in a reluctant type of way but he he recognizes he is that guy and you just see him have these conversations in, in a clubhouse with different players a lot of them may not even be baseball related but there's a sense of accountability that he brings to this group hmm. there's a there's that veteran leadership there's that accountability there's that i whenever they were having those dance parties you know i asked a, a player and they're like what are they playing i i put it in my story like it, oh man i can't even remember this song the baby was one of them and i only knew that because the baby <laughs> is the stupidest rap name i have ever mm-hmm. heard in my life uh young thug i think was one of the like whatever it was and then they were like and cut song his walk-up music <laughs> like that that's that's at the top of the batting order for right and, it's, and it was like specifically laid out touches song it's you know, it's like this is why this guy is here we respect him we he gets to listen to his music whatever we win do you know what my favorite andrew mccutcheon moment of 2023 is so far what uh Sawinski's home run the other night Whatever when he, he got stabbed by the the cutlass. No, no. When like you just like Kutch just standing there like a proud dad, like just smile ear to ear on his face while Sawinski's ra- around in the bases, and he just like it was such a genuine look on his face. It was such a like you could see he was he wasn't happy that his team was winning. I, I mean, obviously he's happy his team was winning, but he was happy for Jack Sawinski. Mm-hmm. Look, Jack Swinski had a very slow start to this season. He had a he had a rough go of it for the first you know couple series, uh, and lately he's been he's found whatever it was last year that he yeah. had. Yeah, and I think seeing Andrew McCutcheon see a young dude like that succeed and watching his reaction to that was my favorite Andrew McCutcheon moment of the season so far, just because you could tell what this means to him. Like I, I know you said it's a maybe not maybe reluctance, not the right word, but it's not exactly something that he pursues. But I think mm-hmm. that sometimes in life, that's how you 
become a good leader. Yeah. Good, yeah. good leaders don't normally want leadership. No. They they take it and they, you know, they take it when it's given to them and they do something with it. And I think that's what Andrew McCutcheon is doing right now. Obviously, we weren't alive for 1979, but I I see just based off of the stories, just based off of the stories and what you hear, I see a little bit of like what Stargell did for that 79 team and yeah. cuts right now. And I, that's a really good, that's a really good. Uh, yeah. Comp, and comp I think, there, I think yeah. it's something that if uh, he, he doesn't have any, you know, real interest of ever leaving the parts again, I, I, I think there's a pretty good chance that not this year, but you know, a couple years down the road, he's going to retire a part. So it doesn't necessarily have to be this year, but this is, Last year's team, after the trade deadline, and the Katana trade is so, we now look now and we see Johan Oviedo, and he has been great. Johan Oviedo for six years, I believe it is, you know, team control, even if it's just five, like great guy to have in the clubhouse, great guy to have in the rotation. He has the stuff to be a major league starting pitcher. From a baseball sense, that trade looks really good. But from a clubhouse sense, man, did they become listless a little bit whenever they lost Stratton and Quintana, two guys who were, you know, the hold you accountable. Yeah. Type. And I'll I'll tell you, like, they limped across that finish line. There is no coincidence that losing Quintana made a bad baseball team play even worse down the stretch. I, I, I could check where the calendar was, but the Arizona series, whenever they're starting, Tyler Beatty, who was claimed off waivers as a reliever, is starting once every five games. You kind of got a feel in that clubhouse like, oh, man, oh, man, this team might actually lose 100. But also, young teams like that need those players, those exactly, exactly. to hold them accountable, to to understand what accountability actually is at the big league level. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And and it's not just Kutch. It's it's Carlos Santana who, especially with the young Spanish-speaking infielders like like Castro, like really in Marcano, really good guy to have in that group. Rich Hill for the pitchers. He's had a ton of conversations. He's had a lot of, you know, going back to spring training, you know, just trying to pick someone like Oviedo's brain. Like, how are you using your slider? How are you using your breaking ball? Now we see Oviedo using his slider and breaking ball even more efficiently this year. It's not a coincidence that, you know, Rich Hill, you know, taking real interest in a young player stuff that ends up translating. So it's not just Kutch. I, we're, we're singling out Kutch here because I, I Candidly, I think because it's is, a story. Yeah, it's it's a story, and I also think he's the greatest poster boy of of why you need this accountability, why you need this veteran leadership. I go back to I go back to the GM meetings in Las Vegas. I don't know if I've shared this story at all, but I I got to have a, a pretty good candid one on one conversation with Stump exclusive. I had a pretty good like candid talk with with Ben Charrington and. One of the things I brought up was like the leader, you know, needing those veterans in the clubhouse. And he gave like a good answer, you know, a, a GM talk, you know, GM talk answer. And then I kind of like pushed back like, no, you you need those clubs. Like I was in that clubhouse and he, he kind of acknowledged like they're like not to say they knew he knew how this offseason was going up. But it was one of those things that 
I left that conversation thinking he's going to acquire a first baseman soon. And there's going to be some veteran leadership in this clubhouse and both ended up being. Yeah. Something it's, uh, it's just really put me, you know, like again, you enjoy baseball when your team is better or when your team is competitive. I think that's, you know, obviously with any sport, but the, Again, seeing him, seeing Andrew McCutcheon come back and and having this much fun, seeing the team have as much fun as they're having, I, I think that's there's a trickle down effect there. Um, you know, the home run sword, the you know mm-hmm. all the different the like Pikachu, you know, the Pikachu. That that's one I I, I I saw yesterday. It's great. You know, like they're they're fun things that are, you know they build the camaraderie in the clubhouse. They make it less about this is your job and more about, Hey, this is a game that we all grew up playing as kids. Let's have fun with it. Um, and yeah, they're, they're all making, you know, crazy money for playing a game that we all grew up playing. But at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. It's a sport. It, it's supposed to be entertainment, not just for us, but for them too. And you can really see right now that this team is enjoying it. They're having fun with it. They are and- having fun. And yes. that is, I mean, I think that, that that's the contagious part for me. Um, my question, so you sprung the first segment on me. I'm going to spring the third segment on you. And it's going to have something to do with how long that fun sticks around. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, we're back for the third and final segment of the Pirates podcast to be named later. Alex, I have a question for you. Yes, Eddie? You said in our preseason predictions, if I remember correctly... Uh, seventy-two wins. Yeah, I. I, there I think. I think. I. Yeah, I think you were at seventy-two. I was at seventy-seven. In that ballpark, no pun intended. Um, th- with this start, is seventy-two wins now a disappointment? Uh yeah, I would say seventy-two wins is a disappointment, and I. I I'm gonna preface it by saying I don't think seventy-two wins should ever be an achievable goal. <laughs> but like the for, only I mean, time the only time seventy two wins should be the goal is whenever you already lost ninety. Well, games let's be like, yeah. Went out. Let's let's be real here. Mm-hmm. COVID season. If that was a full season, that team was losing hundred games. I don't think so. You. 
I thought the COVID year, th- that team got better as the year went on. And I'm not going to hold any delusions that they were going to be a good baseball team, but they'd be goodbye, Eddie. Eddie's leaving. <laughs> they would have. They would have won seventy, bro, bro. That team might have been worse than the te- the team the year after it, Eddie. Eddie, I watched those teams. The 21 team was the worst out of the bunch. Okay. Unless unless we could do September 22. That was the worst. We are, okay, it's listen. Just, minimum, obviously, two 100-loss seasons. We could argue and bicker about would, would that have been a third 100-loss season. To me, if you go 100-loss season, 100-loss season, and then jump to 72 wins, I think that that's... I'm good with that. You you could you could feel like that's a good step forward, but that should never be the goal. No, it should never be the goal. But yeah. uh, it, and, and, and by extension, seventy two wins. Would, dis- it wouldn't be a disappointment. Seventy two wins would still be a disappointment. It would not be for me. It, it would if if I saw that kind of improvement. Okay, I would say you know what they're on the right track. I'm I'm not upset about this. This isn't where we want to be, but it's a part of the process. It's a part of the 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 journey to where you want to get to I, and I I could swallow that and not be disappointed. But now at 14 and 7 playing the way that they're playing, understanding what they're capable of, 72 wins is absolutely a disappointment now. Yeah. I, I think this team still at, at the time of this recording finishes in the seventies in the win column. Okay, the so that was going to be, that was how I was going to end this. Yeah. Do, do you but, think, do you think that they crack? We won't even go 500. Do, you, do they crack 80 wins? I mean, 80 is 500. Whenever it's a game. Or yeah. Two. It's a game. Yeah. Okay. So do they crack 500? All right. Let me just let me quit beating around the bush. Does this baseball team break 500 this year? At at this moment, I still say no, okay. because I still have my depth questions. Uh, but I will say, whatever you say, disappointment. An actual goal should be eighty two wins. My, I got to give a shout out to my buddy Tom Fody if he is listening out there. Uh, he is the only person that I heard having this team over five hundred preseason, and no. so for, so far. So far, Tom Fody, I hate to say it because I hate giving that man credit. He's on the right track. This team has been a blast to watch play baseball. They could do the small ball. They could blow up a team like they did the Rockies. They could pitch you know they could they could pitch you and beat you that way. I like it's just been twenty one games of fun, man. Like I honestly, it really has. And I I think that now they have a legitimate shot at being a 500 baseball team, and in this base in this league now, 500 gets you in the wild card mix. Yeah. So yeah. I, hey, I, they, they 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 should honestly, not that again. I they should be shooting for a playoff spot. They should be. That should absolutely be the internal goal. If they are 500 at the trade deadline, they should add to the major league roster to make that possible. I don't think they're there yet, but they are playing very well out of here, out, out of the gate. They should get their best player back for the stretch run if they are somewhat competitive in all this. The goal should be to make the playoffs, as it should always be. And I, and I think 
we'll end on this because I think we've already gone past what we normally like to with the last segment, but that's okay. Uh, Randy Wagner uh, brings up a really good p- uh, point. If the pitching can oh, we've hold been up, live streaming. yeah, we've been live streaming, man. Oh man. <laughs> If uh, if Eddie, you're not setting this up ever again. (laughs) If the pitching can hold up, there's no stopping us, the Pirates. I have the feeling that we can come back when down, and that's a good feeling. I agree with Randy here. It all boils down to the pitching. If they now, I'm not saying they're going to get 11 in a row, six inning quality starts all the time like this. But if they get this kind of starting pitching, if they can have consistent starting pitching, this team is a is a playoff team. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. If the pitching is consistently good like this, I'm not going to fight that. I'm not going to fight that. But it's as good as big Oviedo ass. has been. Can he do it over a whole year? Can Rowe do it over a whole year? He's never done it. Keller hasn't done it all over a whole year. Uh Rich Hill, I don't think, has pitched 130 innings in quite some time. Velasquez is very – whenever he's good, he's good. But we've also seen him tightrope with disaster. Yeah. So there's a lot of ifs still with it. But yeah, I agree it, with Randy that if they do have the pitching, and they do have the potential to have the pitching, if the pitching does perform, then, yeah, this is a playoff team. i leave you with this. It's been 21 games. Enjoy it. The bottom can fall out tomorrow, and that's okay. Enjoy this while it lasts, whether it lasts two weeks or the entire season, because it is just, it's a different vibe in this city when the baseball team is good, and I'm enjoying the ride, man. It's the NFL draft, and Pirates baseball is still relevant. That's a baby step. Absolutely. Uh, It's been fun on the live stream, Alex (laughs) Stump. Uh, we'll catch everybody next week enjoy the buckos we'll see you later